0: Here we are, once again, t giving number three, the last of the impeccable Hanks and Ryan trilogy. There are books and there are sweaters, these things we do expect, rounded out with the genius from Auntie Nora's dialect. The romance is sublime, a treasure to be sure, especially when missing dear friends and their allure we invite you to relax and lose all sense of reason you've got mail is just the best fall in love this t hanksgiving season Dreams are nothing more than wishes, and a wish is just a dream. Wish to come true, wish to come true, wish to come true. Ooh, do, do, do. Du, 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 du. You know, My keyboard's
1: got a nice clickety 1990s is. thing. I,
0: you know, I thought about getting just a keyboard like that to type on, like to write, because yeah. I write on my laptop, and, and it's got kind of a...
1: You, you know how you treat your laptop... You treat your laptop as if it's a bad boy and you're just you're throwing down those delete keys you are like
0: you're like Argh. you know that's my favorite deleting of any scene in any movie Tom Hanks has this magic to him where he can take like the most mundane of of tasks and turn it into something entertaining
1: Tom Hanks is the best anything uh, yeah I was going to say full stop he is just the best and I was just realizing <clears throat> The man really is built for T Hanksgiving. Happy,
0: Happy T Hanksgiving! Nobody's perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect. Am I? Oh, I? I guess I am. I look stupid. I look stupid. I look like I'm trying too hard. What is Tiramisu? Oh, you'll find out. I don't care. Ah, it's right there! What do you mean? What other questions are there? What other questions are there, really? You, you want to understand the universe, embrace the universe. The, the door to the universe is you. For as long as
2: we
1: both shall live.
2: I really have to go.
1: Yeah, well, you don't want to be late.
2: I'm out of here. Goodbye. Good night. I love you.
1: You know, I'm with Robin. I think Joe versus the volcano might be the best movie of all time. Oh yeah, for sure. But mm-hmm. definitely one of the best Thanksgiving movies. Because that movie is about giving thanks. I mean, for it's gratitude for your life.
0: It, yeah, yeah. I th- I think it is a gosh. What's what's not a not not a coming of age tale, but like a an enlightenment, a, a uh, I, I guess this is a recoming of age tale, right? Yeah, yeah. Where he's he's finding new life, but in this movie, today's movie, today's T. Hanksgiving, mm-hmm. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've got mail. We've got a young man named Tom Hanks, <laughs> Oscar
1: winner. Academy Award winner uh, by this point in time, multiple Academy Award winner.
0: What what is he? Uh, is Philadelphia?
1: Philadelphia. Forrest Gump. One, oh, okay. two,
0: punch. Wow. Boom. Roasted. And and it's funny because he's he is good in those roles. Like he does shine, but but it's clearly it's, this it's, is his best work. It's these it's <laughs> these roles that I love him most in.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. How often have I watched? philadelphia
0: not often no that's
1: not something i want to be (laughs) filling my time with
0: yeah i've definitely watched philadelphia but at the same time i i I don't want to start crying often (laughs) yeah
1: but there's something about meg Mm -hmm. ryan also i was gonna just look up real quick do you have any bona fides uh 12 wins 30 nominations um academy of science fiction fantasy and horror films i feel like okay
0: she has never been nominated for an academy award what 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 golden globes though golden globes three golden globes a hasty pitting,
1: hasty pudding winner over at harvard uh three count them three mtv vmas oh nice best kiss um uh let's see you got best on-screen duo with Nick Cage, of course. City of best Angels. female <laughs> performance of when When a Man Loves a Woman. Best female performance. Best on-screen duo with Tom Hanks. Sleepers in Seattle. Sleepers in Seattle. Yeah. Oh man, this is just sad. You guys give that woman an Oscar nomination. Well, at least God. an honorary one coming up. Yeah. But
0: Meg Ryan does have a new. She's got a new movie in production. New movie in production. This First is her chance. First time in a bit. Let's get that Oscar. Well. How many times have you seen "You've Got Mail," Ryan?
1: Twenty-three times
0: and yeah. counting. I'm I'm around 180. I don't know, somewhere around there. Okay, but honestly, no, really.
1: I've watched it once a year with Sarah. It's an annual tradition of sure. watching this movie, and we've been together like 10 years now, uh-huh. so at least 10 times. And, and you've and watched it seen it, it.
0: You watched it before. Yeah, yeah. several times beforehand. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm. I've watched this. I watched this the year it came out. I had the soundtrack. Um mm. I too I too have the soundtrack. Very nice. Robin had the soundtrack actually. She said that she woke up to multiple songs on this like every day.
1: Oh, um speaking of movie soundtracks, don't sleep on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. Oh no, it's actually really good. <laughs> it's incredible. Wait,
0: why? Why did you bring that up?
1: Um, because we're talking about movie soundtracks. But why but Dumb been, and Dumber? Why did that come at you? I've been at an I'm on a 90s kick. Okay. And I was shopping for CDs, and I stumbled upon the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack for fifty cents. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get this. Remember, and re- there's some bangers on there.
0: Remember in Barnes and Noble where you used to be able? They would like have a scanner. You could bring a CD over oh, to the yeah. scanner, put on the headphones, and listen to all the tracks. Oh yeah. So I used to go hang out at. the mall and where I'd hang out. That's how you'd listen to music. Yeah. That's how I'd listen to music when I couldn't afford CDs. Yeah, And so, um, the dumb and dumber soundtrack, I really loved. And so I would always bring that over and scan. And there was one guy who was like, Hey, just buy it. Yeah. One guy was just like, why are you always listening to the dumb and dumber soundtrack? And I was like, it's pretty good. It's good, (laughs) man, man. This movie,
1: you've got mail makes me miss the days of borders and OG Barnes and
0: Noble. Yeah. Like, I, okay the whole appeal of those places is attacked in this movie yeah. and I think respectively so it should be attacked because they are they are just bringing books to the masses in like a walmartian kind of way yeah however we call there, them readers there, there is a charm yeah. as well that is now I think especially lost for us because it feels nostalgic when all of those big bookstores started closing.
1: Well, and especially in the age of COVID, it's like, I really miss being able to hang out in a giant space like that. Cause oh, I'm yeah. so
0: sick of my house. <laughs> And I mean, we still have—we're lucky here in Portland because we have three Powells to go to. Yeah,
1: Powells takes care of us very well. Yes, yes. Thank you. We're we're very grateful. But you—you know—people in New York have the Strand, and I don't
0: know—you have cool Shakespeare and Company out there. Oh, yeah. You you got some
1: pretty cool bookstores out there, but. Uh, RIP Borders. That was where I hung out oh, every me too. Saturday. Oh, like
0: That was where I had my the Harry Potter parties where we were waiting yeah. for the, the next one to come out.
1: I can't explain it, but I think millennials, you can relate to this. You're at the mall. You've been dropped off there. You can't go home because you're waiting for your mom to pick you up in two and a half hours, so you must do something to keep yourself entertained, and so you find yourself in a Borders, and on the little counter where they're putting up all the Harry Potter stuff. They have a TV with a DVD player and they're playing Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. While that's going, you're browsing through DVDs and CDs that you've been thinking of getting.
0: And, it's a good day! And not only that, though, you go to the book's shelves and you... I don't know. There was something. There is something so magical about a bookstore... As opposed to the library. Right. Like Because I loved going to the library as a kid, but I knew I could take home anything. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so it was all available to me there. But when you were going through a Borders, I would go to the Star Wars section and I would see they had all... All the Star Wars books that oh, were probably yeah. available, oh, right? Yeah. And you could just look through the titles and then you'd like scroll through and look, look through, you know, the inner part of the sleeve where it lists all of the Star Wars books. Oh yeah. And then you're like, oh, this one. Okay, I've never seen that one. Let me go find it on the shelf over oh, here. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now I'm gonna go see if Bill Watterson has anything mm-hmm. that I don't have on my shelf. And well, I can't afford it, but I, I know one day I can, I can save up for that. So
1: oh. what we're saying you've got mail is We're not buying this evil corporate overlord thing,
0: because we think it's really quite pleasant. I think, and I think the movie is thinking, that they're both right.
1: Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh,
0: Because when Meg Ryan does later on walk through that, that Fox Books, yes, the staff isn't quite as knowledgeable as her, nowhere close. Yeah. But at the same time, she does see that this... Place still does grant magic, even if it's thin- yeah. thinner than her shop. Yeah,
1: they've yeah. got they've got the books that these people are looking for in the first place. Gosh, that
0: scene's so bittersweet, where she's walking through and she's seeing all these kids, and she's probably thinking, like, "Wow, I know that kid. I know oh, that kid. Yeah, they used to be at my shop." That
1: would have been interesting to include that. Um, well, I'm in a second. I'm going to tell you a story, but before I tell you a story, oh, I'm yes. going gonna, gonna to tease you. I'm going to put something out there. Just gonna
0: little little tease. Kelly I, and I. Ryan's ankles are. A lot nicer than I thought they were. (laughs) You're like Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Check
1: out these (laughs) games. Yesterday, Uh, Kelly and I have a special announcement at the end of this episode, so you're not to listen to the whole. Don't go to the end right now. Hold on, hold on. Don't go to the very end. end We're finally
0: getting married.
1: Um, (laughs) But we have a special announcement at the end of this episode, so stay tuned for that. And now, consider this um, story I'm going to tell you. (laughs)
3: Tell me a story, Turk. Let me tell you a story about
1: love,
0: D'Artagnan. I ask you about love, you probably quote me a sonnet. I'm not much more than an interpreter, and not very good at telling stories. That's the
1: end. What do you mean, that's the end? That's not, it's the beginning of something interesting. Listen, that's the end of that saga. The end. Uh, who do we start with? Do we start with Meg Ryan, or do we start with, well... we... No, we do start with... Mm,
0: who, yeah, we know yeah, we, yeah, we start with like Meg Ryan because we go through the tree. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, nice little cross dissolve there because we went from New York City to Backlock 37 on Warner Brothers Burbank stage.
0: Did we really? I think so. I, I think her interior
1: was shot on a sound stage.
0: I mean, that's possible, but there's, I mean, with Nora Ephron, we know from um, when Harry met Sally, she, she is, is b- a
1: bit of a Woody Allen. She's like, ah, oh, no, let's be in New York. Let's she, just stay she's here. pretty
0: dedicated to set. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, like the whole opening. It actually, the way I remembered it from last time, I was, you you think that this computer animated New York City is going to be hokey, but for its time, and even for now, I'm like, okay, I like this. Sarah, when she was watching it, she's like, Gen Z's not going to get this movie. (laughs) Mm, I think they're not going to have as much nostalgia for it, for sure. Yeah,
1: and what's weird is, I asked her, I'm like, but you remember logging on to AOL? She's like, no. I'm like, no. You were born 1990. You sh- you sh- you certainly sure have remembered logging on to AOL. She doesn't remember it. Well, I mean,
0: to be fair, do I don't you think not she would. It? No, I do. But I am also four or five years older than Sarah. Yeah. And I barely used the internet. Yeah. I thought the internet for a long time was email. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, they do mess around a little bit with that logon. It moves yeah. a lot faster in this movie than it did in yeah, real life. Yeah, they
1: cut they cut out a lot of waiting time because because <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks is like doop doop doo doing my thing. Just yeah, wait like for the Step log one. On. Step two.
0: Step three. Step four. It's if, like if it were so simple. It was not so simple.
1: It was a big waste of time. The nineties. So Meg Ryan is dating Gray Kinnear,
0: who's going to get
1: sushi. Sushi.
0: He also. He wakes her up. shes I didn't notice this like any of the other times I've seen this movie, but she's just pleasantly sleeping and he just busts in the room and he's like, I have something to tell you. Listen to this. It's the end of
1: civilization. So Greg Kinnear is the world's greatest Bellamy. He
0: is a big old blowhard. Um, <laughs> all right. We must define our Bellamy. He's in the mold. You take the original Bellamy and then you squish him a little bit, <laughs> give him a bigger chin. Yep. Yeah. And then you have Greg Ger. Ralph Geyer.
1: Bellamy is quite the football player looking kind of. I mean, cute. he's
0: got a he's got a, he's got a thickness. Like yeah. you know in that way that like 1940s through 19 I don't know, 70s, like if you were in good shape, it was it was just that you had a barrel chest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or you're just tall. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, I guess you are intimidating. I don't know how many muscles you have, but it'd probably be hard to fight you.
1: Like my nomination for most like classically attractively built man in the 20th century was burt lancaster (laughs) google burt lancaster the man is like thick yeah like i'm like you would intimidate me i i mean a lot of people intimidate me but like he he looked good so google
0: that guy he's you think burt lanc here i'll I'll show you I'll show you. I'm bring like the picture I have in my mind is more craggy. No, look at the chin, the hairline. Look at that chest hair. Look at that
1: look at that chin. He could he could move mountains with that chin. He
0: does look like uh, the prom king who actually was successful afterwards. Yeah. If yeah. you
1: want if you want a, a full on reference, you know that classic movie scene where the two people are on the beach and the ocean's like washes over, over them yeah, yeah. that's Burt Lancaster. Kissing. Yeah. That's Bert Lancaster. Is that so here to eternity, what Yeah, is that? from yeah. here to eternity. Um he's he's a gorgeous man. So you're welcome, world. For Thanks reminding no, you Ryan, of him <laughs> You don't even need to them anymore. You showed
0: me. Thank you. Uh so, so he's
1: this is a cute Bellamy. I would call Greg Kinnear's a cute Bellamy. Yeah,
0: he's he's non threatening. Yeah, um, but he is he's supportive. He's smart. Mm-hmm. He's supportive. He's pedantic. He's a nerd. Yeah, he he I I think for me he'd be a bit much. He is a bit much. Yeah, um,
1: he's a handful. And so he's like, I'm a luddite. I don't believe in technology. Yeah, yeah. And name one good thing that technology brought us. Ryan's like electricity, you <laughs> asshole.
0: She's like plastics. <laughs> It's the future, Greg Kinnear. Yeah, he he really goes. I and uh, but this is something I I do want to reference the movie we watched last week, um, Shop Around the Corner. Uh huh. Because they do a really good job infusing this movie with different kind of conflict in I think a very good way. Yeah. Which is, you know, th- when she eventually breaks up with Greg Kinnear, they're like, "But we're so right for each other." And I know. I I think that's. I think it's true in a in a certain respect but like Greg Kinnear is obstinately the way he is and Meg Ryan is naturally herself. Yeah. You know without trying? Yeah. And doesn't put on airs and that's why I like that she like her secret thing that she hides from him is email. Yeah. Like using the internet.
1: Well, I also just like the rom-comness of their relationship that they're compatible they're buddies. But, but they're not in love. There's no sizzle. There's mm-hmm. no chemistry. And we see Meg Ryan. She logs on and she has this nice little letter with Tom Hanks, which is just along the same
0: lines of what the communication was in the shop around the corner. Right. But I like this so much more. I don't think this they could have known to do this without the preceding film. Yeah. But getting the voiceover mm-hmm. of the letters is i don't know it hits you a little harder
1: yeah well if tom hanks is narrating something to you you're like whatever you say tom hanks
0: Well, and but this first part um it's it's meg ryan especially like when when they leave the house yeah that's meg ryan's like big old monologue and nora efron who directed this movie if any of you out there didn't know does this perfect thing that filmmakers Listen up. Watch this scene. This is what movies are supposed to be. They're supposed to be four things, okay? I'm I'm coming at you. Image, okay? Guns. (laughs) No, no, not that. No, (laughs) anything but that. Image, sound, sexy ladies. Nope. Words, (laughs) and ideas. Wait, I keep interrupting you. Say it one more time. (laughs) Okay. So so it's images sounds words ideas Uh right and so uh and words and ideas sound close together but that's that's not necessarily ideas is kind of the culmination of those those three things into one feeling Mm -hmm. and just her leaving the apartment we get these two people in their parallel lives of like waiting for their significance to leave so that they can write each other and then we have this song cue
2: What will NY152 say today, I wonder? I turn on my computer. I wait impatiently as it connects. I go online and my breath catches in my chest until I hear three little words. You got mail. I hear nothing, not even a sound on the streets of New York, just the beat of my own heart. I have mail from you.
0: Ah, uh, it's so good. That's why you have to have the CD, you guys. <laughs> and as as she's doing her voiceover, um we hear this music and so it gives us a feeling, right? Yep. It's like there's the day is filled with possibilities. And then we have her words to like kind of contextualize their relationship and her personality and then this idea that the whole world is filled with the promise of the way the way this is shot, the way it sounds, the words that we're saying. Like the whole world feels like there's there's promise and nothing else matters, Mm -hmm. and it's such good filmmaking. Yeah,
1: the movie looks (laughs) amazing. It has aged really well. It was you know in the '90s, so it was shot on film, and it just has this every every frame just has this kind of colorfulness to it. Yeah, you know, it really pops because like when there's a lot of times when Tom Hanks is out in the cold and it's like a cold fall day and he's out with the the kiddos, um, his aunt, and his Brother. Brother. (laughs) Yeah. I'm his
0: brother.
1: Um, Instead of being like desaturated and like, oh, it's cold outside. It's just really blue. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just, it's always colorful and just makes you feel things.
0: But, But it's never, it's never overly so. Yeah. It just, it tells you just by being a little different than the other scenes. Yeah. Just a little bluer than the other scenes. Storytelling through color. Yeah.
1: A- and every every opportunity the the oh, let's talk about the production design for a second. What what does Meg Ryan's apartment look like versus what does Tom Hanks' apartment look like? Mm-hmm. And we get so much of this like back and forth because when they're writing each other letters, we're getting her in her space, him in his space and we can just there's so much unconscious things being acted upon us of like we see his fancy place but meg ryan's has more of a like
0: built-in look she cares more but and and like i i like that it's not tom hanks's place it's parker posey's place that he lives at oh is that her place well because he moves out right so it could be their place yeah but greg kinnear is in meg ryan's apartment right yeah and he's got A bunch of stuff there, even though it's a pretty small apartment. We see him move out with his boxes later. And he has not one, but two. Typewriters. Reporting typewriters. Report. Hasn't gunshot. (sighs) Um, The gentle (laughs) whirring. There's a little invasion in that space, right? Right. Whereas in Parker Posey's apartment, Tom Hanks just... Like, the place that feels his isn't the kitchen, isn't the hallway. It's his room with his desk with dogs on it. Yeah. That's like his spot and it feels like his, but it feels like the lone place that fits him because like Parker Posey comes in and she makes really quick coffee and it's like in this machine that Hurry, 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 hurry. That Tom Hanks doesn't doesn't have necessarily, right? Yeah. He always goes to Starbucks. He's not drinking coffee there. I like how this movie's like we're posh New Yorkers. We drink Starbucks. I know, right? <laughs> well, it was 1998. That was probably like the thing, right?
1: The time. I mean, I, I do think in a certain way the 90s was like the zenith of like the corporate lifestyle and people like actively embracing and enjoying it. Whereas since
0: then we've been like, Ugh. because like, you know, Meg well, Ryan, the 90s was very much again like there was a counterculture sure, that was anti-corporate. Too. Sure.
1: But this is kind of like, you know,
0: you get your Starbucks and <laughs> yeah. you go to your corporate bookstore. That's just what you do. Or you get your Starbucks and you go to your non-corporate bookstore. Everybody's getting Starbucks, <laughs> exactly. What, yeah, because they need her to run into him. What if like she went to? I think it would have been way Why too on the nose. Why is she going
1: to the corporate but, coffee store? But
0: how on the nose would it have been if they were going like their their own ways, but they were almost missing each other, just like they do in this movie? But she was stopping at like the small town, right. One. Yeah, maybe that would have worked, I don't know. Yeah, You
1: think. Well, and it's not like they went to a fudruckers for their date. It's like <laughs> no, they went to a they cool went to a nice New cafe. York bistro, yeah. you know, for stuff like that. So where people in capes
0: go to. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um so like we said, that's you've got mail. Anyways, next week. <laughs> <laughs> so we get there, we get their patter. They have a very nice friendly uh, friend friendship on in an email discourse basically. Right. Yeah. It's and all written. They don't know each other. You
0: you you want this kind of this kind of person that you can talk to about everything and nothing and just share yourself with almost like a journal. But yeah, that you're just making a friend with, and I it's think, good.
1: I think Nora Ephron really got her um, platform to do that New Yorker style of. Observation on contemporary American life. Because mm, mm-hmm. um, Tom Hanks is like, you know, Starbucks has figured out choice making. Like, Starbucks is the best example of choice making. You make four choices calf, decaf, milk, or fat, non fat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, the, and now the we have even more choices than that. <laughs> yeah. The movie is full of these little, like, they're just making observations at each other the whole time, but it's yeah. just friendliness about it. It,
0: it. Yeah, because it's not in that Woody Allen way where it's. Making so much mockery. It's more like we live in this world and isn't it funny sometimes?
1: Yeah. And, you know, there are things of beauty where Tom Hanks is like, I live near a bakery and this flower oh, yeah. in there and then flower just floats around and it's beautiful it's like it is beautiful
0: and it's so relatable too because especially if you've ever lived in a city like you know we were walking outside uh cinema 21 the other day which is right down the street we from where both of us used to live yeah at different pop, times in our
1: lives built in like it's burned into the building like yeah it's perpetually pop- smells like prop- popcorn
0: yeah and there's this one vent that the kitchen vents out, and so if you walk by that one, you know that you're gonna get a, like a good whiff of buttery popcorn. You
1: don't really get that at the Regal. That's like in a parking lot. You, you know, you're not you're no, not gonna no. you're not gonna get that.
0: Like it's 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 usually upstairs in a mall. Like <laughs> yeah. that's not coming down to you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, everybody knows that. Um, popcorn smell rises mm, too mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah it's it's it's
1: how you should heat your home make <laughs> yeah, some popcorn totally. yeah. at the morning times <laughs> over the roasting fire that's what nat king Cole was talking about roasting popcorn <laughs>
0: in your basement fire <laughs> so that it goes all through the house
1: uh, merry christmas everybody so the we get their lives yeah meg ryan works at her bookstore that she owns, mm-hmm. shop um, around the, the corner. shop
0: around the corner. She works there with Heather Burns,
1: cyber sex. And Heather Burns rom com princess. What else has she been in? Miss Congeniality, two weeks she, notice. Oh yeah, she's the the perfect date mm-hmm. woman. Yep, yep. She somehow has ended up in some of the most legendary rom coms of all time.
0: Yes, yeah. I mean, you know. and and she's all all as in most Nora Ephron Richard Curtis joints. All of our. Separate characters are good characters.
1: They're great people. I want to be friends with Steve. Yeah, Steve's on.
2: Well, as far as I'm concerned, the internet is just another way of being rejected
1: by women. <laughs> um,
0: woman. Who's Birdie?
2: No difference whatsoever.
1: Birdie. Everyone's grandma. Basically, yeah, uh, we all Jones have a Stapleton. Birdie in our life. Yeah. Um, so we get that things are going pretty well for them. It's yeah. another, another holiday season and everyone's gearing up. Um,
0: and I mean, there is a portention of doom though, because like she doesn't notice because she's too high on a, a Hanks email. Yeah, but there's a Fox Books coming in.
1: Yeah, yeah. and but Zon, it's Zon who notices it first.
0: Yes, like it's but it's like a little later. A little later on, yeah. yeah.
1: And so we get Tom Hanks' life, and yeah, that's what he's doing. They're they're building the big bad chain store outside on whatever, West 57. Right, and he's got his buddy, Kevin, played by Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle.
2: He's going to be a real dog,
1: but good luck. Who's very fun as the Pirovich character, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, I guess he's Pirovich, yeah. Yeah. Um, And they're just doing their corporate thing, and they seem... He seems like a super chill corporate suit. Yeah.
0: Like, he he doesn't care half so much about money as his dad or grandpa, it seems. Yeah. Like, he's just... That he probably likes books,
1: yeah. And I you know? think I think he enjoys business of that. Like, ooh, wouldn't it be cool yeah. to like build build something? Yeah. But he's not interested in like,
0: wouldn't it be cool to be rich? I think he's more interested in like, man, it'd be cool to have a bunch of bookstores. We we get this through subtle means where his boat is smaller than his dad's. Yeah, you know, and he enjoys spending time with these kids. Yeah, um, you know his his aunt and his brother.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's like the the what is that? Maslow, Maslow, the hierarchy of needs. Yeah,
0: Maslow, um, Maslow.
1: Yeah, um, you know, Tom Hanks has got his <laughs> he's his money situation figured out. So now he's pursuing relationships. Uh-huh. But it's like there's people in the world who never get past the first step, even though. Outside looking in, you're past the step, brother. You don't need to be making more money. Go work on your relationships, right? And that's what we see with Dabney Coleman. His father is um, on like marriage number five or something, exactly. But but by contrast, is the much more miserly. Like I'm out here to make money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and he he and you know he's not looking for love. That like we get later that you know he's who who has he ever been with that he's been in love with? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and that's Tom Hanks wants a fuller life, and in order to mm -hmm. have a fuller life, you need to not care so much about like one of those things being money. We also meet Tom
1: Hanks's grandfather, um, who you (laughs) John Randolph, he's super cutie. Who you believe is um, in interrelationship with our last film? No, okay, I did it fall apart.
0: it, It fell apart because he. Went on a date with... Cecilia Kelly, Kathleen Ma- Kelly's, Ryan's mom. Yeah, and it, it seems like it was a maybe date, and then they exchanged letters. But doing that math, he must have been 50 when she was 30 at the very gener- most generous.
1: Yeah, he said she was young. Yeah. I
0: was kind of old. <laughs> yeah, maybe too old, Yeah, Mr. Randolph. Yeah. What's his name? Schuler, Shuler Fox. Shuler. Okay. Or Skyler, maybe? Maybe Skyler, is that... Uh, why? Why would you put a U in a, in the Skyler? I don't know. Why
1: would? Um, I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. Good. Good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah.
1: So it's a nice. It's a nice corporate lifestyle. Yeah. Tom makes.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was born into money. He's he's a he's a pretty happy guy. <laughs> yeah. Life's easy. And so is oh, that one. When... We didn't talk about Parker Posey.
2: I have no idea what any of it's about, really.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. So she's just the corporate. You know, the corporate lady, but she's yeah. not. She's not cutthroat. She's a no, little she cut is throat. cutthroat. She's, she, but we he, like her.
0: We like her. Mm. Uh, she's cute. We like her that way. So I'm going to say she looks like Sarah, kind of. So <laughs> you are more apt to enjoy her. She is, she is a little bit of a cutthroat businesswoman who's in publishing, who is, I think, a little bit of a pill.
1: Yeah. And that's the point, is that Tom Hanks does things that are bad for Meg Ryan, But he's not nearly as bad as any of the other people
0: that's in his life. Well, because we, I mean, the things, the 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 overarching scheme of him, who he is is bad, but who he is inside is good.
1: Yeah, and what he does is bad, but does what he do bad? I thought I'd try to, you know, turn a phrase. You were just basically like one word off. Yeah, I I tried to turn it.
0: It wouldn't turn. (laughs) But like this is our setup, yeah. which I think uh, a way better conflict than Shop Around the Corner. Yeah, I was surprised
1: when I first watched the Shop Around the Corner, and I was like, are you sure this turned into You've Got Mail? This
0: doesn't feel like it turned into You've Got Mail. <laughs> well, because like their conflict is, we work at the same place, and we don't really like each other. <laughs> Ooh. And this one is, you're trying to put me out of business? We'll see. Yeah. What would it be today?
1: What would be the david and goliath situation. i mean
0: mean, would it would it be a like it would have to be something digital online destroying like a a brick and mortar right well that's why i want a sequel
1: that is about a amazon-like website that takes down fox books and tom hanks is like i don't know what to do like we can't compete against this website and fox books is going down the way that borders went down sure (laughs) <laughs> you don't want that. No,
0: sequel. no. I think I think this is perfect. I don't need anything else. But if no. we have to do this, I'd rather not. It be a sequel. I'd rather it be a continuation a- of this weird remake. world. Another remake. Yeah. Ooh. Another remake that almost feels like a sequel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's how. That's yeah. how you're supposed to do it. Well, when Sarah was watching it, when the grandpa was talking about writing letters to Cecilia Kelly, mm-hmm. Sarah's like, "Wait, is this like connected to the shop around the corner?" So she was in your head cannon. I just yeah. had to correct. her. I,
0: I think it's. It's just. It's just not there, though. We all want it to be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so is this when he hangs out with his aunt and his brother? Yeah.
0: E- yes. because
1: Because yeah. that, that's
0: what connects the two of
1: them. Yeah. So um, he hangs out with this nine-year-old and this four-year-old, who we learn is his aunt and his brother. Yeah. Um, because, like we and, explained, <laughs> his father and his grandfather. Things boy, are weird.
0: The boy, his brother looks just like his son in Cyclops, oh, in yeah. Seattle.
1: True. Yeah. Totally um maybe that guy's related to him probably not
0: he has the same haircut as Eloin right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so they go and they go to like the street carnival and the street fair where we meet their mother um she's crazy weird
0: yeah she she just she just seems like a lot she always
1: is hitting on Tom Hanks he's like i don't know what to do with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, I mean, related to you <laughs> Yeah,
0: she's like stripping his dad And she's like, ooh, also maybe you Yeah, it's like, no <laughs> There's this great scene later where he escapes during the Christmas scene <laughs> And who who takes his place but the nanny Nanny Maureen. And then I, the Rob, nanny. And, and Robin in Robin and my headcanon She was going to sleep with whoever it's she was next to next on to. the couch yeah, And she's it just ready happened to, to be the nanny She's
1: down a clown, it's like, it's happening right now <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So the thing is, like, Tom Hanks in this movie what he does brings down Cecilia Kelly, Meg Ryan, her store, but not just her store, her ancestral home.
0: Yeah, because like <laughs> this is a store that her mom made. This is where her friends work, where her this, mom's friends This work. is where she grew up.
1: Yeah. Um, and so... What you gotta do is you gotta make first you cast Tom Hanks, right. so now he seems less threatening.
0: Right, immediately you want to like him, even if this movie's telling you, "I don't know, is he gonna do a bad thing?" It's like, well, he is Tom Hanks, so I'm gonna give him a break. Yeah.
1: Next, his best friend is a dog.
0: Yes, Sprinkly. an adorable dog. A uh, what kind of dog, Ryan? A retriever. Uh, very yeah. Keep uh, what is it kind a golden of re- retriever? What, yes, golden retriever. Well, Good job. His coat was a little darker than what I'm used to. Isn't it's, it? Uh, golden retrievers have like a variety oh do they of, uh, okay i'm really bad with dog names it's, it's like a red to yellow okay because
1: here's the yeah. thing everyone went to the library and they always picked out the dog books i'm like those look boring i don't want to look through these mm-hmm. and that's why everyone is experts at dog reads because they just look through them and just
0: were taught yeah and some of us had dogs too
1: i had an old dog. <laughs> did you yeah. i didn't know you had a dog yeah um, what kind cocker spaniel
0: okay okay this is why okay for the longest time i could not figure out why ryan would say such a mean thing to me but like what? when we were living together once he was like kelly you know you're a lot like a cocker spaniel i was like in what way you're bouncing he, off the walls man just bouncing a cocker spaniel the is not necessarily a more energetic dog than others this one was and you a dog you a dog My anyways goodness. it frustrated me P.
1: hanks <laughs> has a dog he's
0: yeah. his best friend
1: and then what do we see we see him hang out with kids and he's adorable he with is children adorable. he's really
0: good with kids
1: uh, and you know i can't say no to that
0: yeah and then he brings them they happen to go to the store which he already knows is their competition yeah well not really competition but he just
1: what's well, like when i worked at the movie theater and i always patronized other movie theaters yeah um, and it's not like we were taking down other movies right but you
0: weren't the owner of one movie theater and like they were the other movie theater that was competing against you
1: but you know I'm sure as soon as he went stepped foot in there he's like great research mode like he was probably already thinking like what are these guys doing and you can tell like he was looking at those classic novels he was genuinely curious about those those classic novels that yeah. they had on display. Yeah,
0: and, but I I do love that moment with between him and Steve Zahn where he's like, and it it costs us much because of that. It's and like, well that's, well, that's why it's worth, worth it. so much. <laughs> I have been here a billion times, on, on each side where Tom Hanks is like, I- I'll think about it, and Steve Zahn gives him the look. He's like, <laughs> like I I'm know you're sure you I know <laughs> you're not going to think about it. Yeah, and but what else are you supposed to say? That's yeah. the only way to end that interaction. <laughs>
1: I have the, this biggest problem. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, Sarah. I'm really not trying to throw in your, you under the bus. But there's this thing where we're out shopping mm-hmm. and some person is like explaining the thing to her. And she's like, oh. And then she'll start actively talking to me about why we should get the thing in front of the salesman. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. We're not buying it. And stop giving this guy ammunition because if you explain why I need the thing, he's just gonna be like, but you need the thing. Buy the thing. And then I have to be like, to both of them. We are not buying the thing. Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's go.
0: Yeah, I think there needs to be a point person. Yeah. Buying as a couple should be done in a secret aisle where mm-hmm. one person goes and asks the questions if questions are needed. They go back and consult and confer and then go back out and talk to that person again if needed.
1: It should be like golf. you go yeah, to you have your, a caddy. You go your caddy and you whisper about things yeah. and people are like watching. They're like, what are they? Yeah. What's good? Oh, the nine nine. Okay,
0: <laughs> and that's what we bought. And then you beat the. Oh <laughs> yes, uh-huh, exactly.
1: Uh, so we get story time. She's also the story time lady. Yes. And Sarah's mom was the story time lady for decades.
0: Could you be a story time person? Me? Yes.
1: I think so. After, I read a, after reading to Theo so often. I read a book to Theo today called Cars. Uh huh. And it showed a bunch of pictures of cars. I was pretty good at it.
0: You're pretty energetic I was about pretty the cars. Pretty
1: Charismatic. I okay, sold I like it, it, it to him.
0: What about you? <laughs> uh, knowing your son, he doesn't need that much selling for cars. <laughs> um Yeah, I would love to do this. like Yeah, there are people around us uh, at libraries or at small bookstores who do story times. Mm-hmm. We haven't run into one that's really wowed us in a Kathleen Kelly way yet.
1: You need you need to see my mother in law. She's incredible. You you okay. got to get it from the source.
0: Yeah, I don't want to drive forty five minutes. Well, to, we're having to Thanksgiving it, together. Yeah. Let's that's have true. Some, Let's have story time. No, no, I love this. Yeah. That's, of uh, course. It's At home's be good. yes, but you want you want that place where you can go with like 30 other children and just be like, yes, yeah. go sit and listen to an entire story. Absolutely. I'm going to go over here and smoke with the parents. <laughs> so that's what they do
1: and they have a great time and Tom Hanks has an amazing meet cute with Meg
0: Ryan. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Oh. Like they just have They both stumble over words at times. He -hmm. compliments her mother. It's exactly how you'd want a meet cute to go.
1: Okay. I want to know, would this work of saying something along the lines of, may I ask who you are? Like, that is such a, Meg Ryan just like totally opens up. She's like, I'm Kathleen Kelly. This is my store. This is my mother's store. And it's just. mm -mm -mm -mm. No, I do stuff like that all the time. I would not be good at that. Um, I would, I would,
0: I feel like if if
1: it came out of my mouth, be like,
0: "Who are you?" I mean, (laughs) it's it's hard to do on the street, but if there is a, if there is, excuse me, it's like an MC at a show, Mm -hmm. right? The MC has a job. If you're interacting with the MC, it's because it's their job to interact with you. The same reason, like at a store or you know, with the owner of a place, like. They are there to talk to you, and if you are complimenting their store or their person or how they're running something and introducing yourself and wanting to find out more about them, that's literally what they're there to do. And so in a relationship way, I think it's good as long as you're not a creepo about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm always afraid of being a creepo. What can you do? I mean, you got to aim for the target that you want to hit, not the target you don't. Yeah. You you miss
1: a hundred percent of the shots you don't take Well, that's different, but true sure. as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh so they, they hit it off and um his little brother says F O X F O X.
0: <laughs> Can you spell dog for me? F
1: O X. I gotta go. This
0: movie is so endlessly quotable. Yeah. Robin and I—I I was so happy to. You watched it with Sarah. Oh yeah. I was so happy to be watching it with Robin because we know every line in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great.
1: Uh, so they hit it off, but you know, it ends with those, like, you know, you don't get a number because she kind of intimates of like, I hate the Fox people and I want mm-hmm. them to die. Yeah. So I was
0: like, <laughs> Ah, I see. Well, <laughs> great. Let's. I'll. Good I'll to take see you. Take that on the road, then. Hot lady. I do like when he's leaving, though. They have like the the stumble, fumble, meet cute, yeah. where his uh, balloon gets stuck in the door. That's got to be improv. Right? It is, yeah. Totally. Oh, it is. Okay, oh yeah. On. Yeah. Um, so, they meet at the party next.
1: Then they go to this big schmoozy party, and uh, I've I've definitely had this where I've like been not f- flirty, flirty, but pretty flirty with people as a server because I'm trying to get a tip. And then I see them later in a different circumstance, and I'm like, I don't know how to act around you.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get you.
1: Because <laughs> Tom Hanks sees Meg Ryan. He's like, oh, crap. I cannot I cannot hide the fact that I'm Joe Fox at this right. big, right shot party. So it's uh, like seeing a teacher out of school,
0: right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels weird. He's like, uh, hi. Uh, I got to yeah, go. Yeah. So he avoids her. But then some rando in, in the book world walks up and is like, I'm hey, Joe Fox. <laughs> I can't believe it. You were talking to him. Yeah. And so she
1: confronts him. She's like, you lied to me. He's like, no, I didn't. And it's true. He didn't. He just didn't say who he
0: was. But this just everything about this scene just solidifies their chemistry. Yeah. Because when when they're getting along, they have chemistry. When they're not getting along, they have chemistry. Yeah. And so we know they belong together. Never mind.
2: You were spying on me, weren't you? you probably rented those children
1: why
0: would i spy on you
2: because i am your competition which you know perfectly well or you would not have put up that sign just around the corner
0: the entrance to our store is around the corner and there's no other way of saying that it's not the name of our store it's where it is and you do not own the phrase around the corner
2: what is that what are you doing what is that? What are you doing? You're taking all the caviar? That caviar is a garnish. Look, the reason I came into your store is because I was spending the day with Annabelle and Matt, and I was buying them presents. I'm the type of guy who likes to buy his way into the hearts of children who are his relatives. There was only one place to find a children's book in the neighborhood.
0: I. That will not always be the case.
1: And it was yours. And it is a a charming little bookstore. You probably sell, what, $350,000 worth of books in a year?
2: How did you know that? I'm in the book business.
1: They can push back at each other. They can challenge each other. And it's that fine line between love and hate. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't really hate him. She just...
0: She hates what he's about and what he means for her potentially.
1: Yeah. And he, as a way of defending himself kind of goes into that businessman mode of being impersonal and just barbarous, you know, barber, like a barber, (laughs) like barbed in his comments. Like, he's just like, I'm Joe Fox. I sell books. Sue me. Like he, that's, that's his attitude towards her.
0: Right. I, I think he's, what he's trying to do is point, point out, any bit of hypocrisy that she might have yeah like who are you to attack me
1: yeah you run a business i run a business this is just what we do
0: and it's that depersonalization that i i really do agree with her later it is personal yeah like and your your deflecting this is is going to make you right in the short term but not in the long term
1: yeah yeah i think that's the thing people really need to understand it doesn't you're not off the hook if you didn't mean something personally right if yeah. someone takes something personally, maybe there's nothing you can do about it, but maybe there is.
0: Exactly, that's a great way to to look at it. Yeah, yeah well put. The 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 uh, I think the the best visual metaphor for their like conversation is when he takes the uh, balu- the caviar. Yeah, and he's just scraping the caviar off. She's like, "You can't do that," and he's like, "Yes, I can," <laughs> and he does it more. And then she starts scooping it off his plate and uh-huh. trying to put it back. Perfect. It's very. Like if we're doing proletariat bourgeois, yeah. like from last week, it's very much like no, you're not supposed to take everything. Share, yeah, and uh, uh, it's so great. Mm-hmm. It's so great. It's so so great. Um, and then when I'm I'm sad that they didn't meet again, but when Parker Posey and Greg Kinnear meet and yeah,
1: they they hit it off.
0: Yeah, like because she strokes his ego and then. He doesn't call out her for being silly for thinking Joel. You know what? Honestly, she says the um, uh, the the Rosenbergs look yeah. really old in that photo, and I was like, I remember being little and thinking that exact thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our age. Um, I, I love the direction when Gray Kinnear comes upon this conversation. He's like you're joe fox and he realizes that meg ryan is pointing a knife at him oh yeah and (laughs) And he takes the knife
0: but he he does like throw some of his barbs back at him he Mm -hmm. calls him like the the butcher of bookshops or something yeah and um he's it's funny because he gets very protective and starts leading her away yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. it's like all right let's 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 just move on let's move on
0: yeah it's it's a good i think for that for that time uh greg kinnear is being a good boyfriend right because he's got her back yeah you know he's supportive (laughs)
1: <laughs> how do you sleep at night? I have this wonderful over-the-counter drug. It's called Dormir. Only oh, take half a pill. Okay, so this joke has been done twice,
0: right? <laughs> uh, in this movie or another movie? No, in this movie in two weeks' notice. Is it? Yeah, because um, the mom asks how he sleeps at night, and he's like, I have one of those machines that you know, oh, sure. sounds like the ocean. Sure. Then usually, usually you don't like it when, when things are doubled down on. Well, it's a different punchline.
1: Same setup different punchline it's not the same punchline so gets a pass <laughs> okay what were we talking about the other week we were talking about a movie where you were like i don't like that they i've seen this joke before it's not funny it was something that i should have remarked upon i didn't but i could have
0: yeah i don't i don't know what it was but i i like both of those lines uh, i think they're they're both good i don't know if anybody else can can pull off that joke now
1: i it's yeah because when someone asked me now how do you sleep
0: at night to say i I don't. I don't. I don't. I have a toddler. <laughs> that's okay. That's <laughs> the third way you could do that joke. How do you sleep at night? I really don't. <laughs>
1: oh, I got. I got one more. I got one okay, more. I got, I got more. Um, I'll say
0: it. Okay. Um, I'll. I'll. will prompt you. Wait.
1: Um, I came up with this joke because Sarah asked me something, and I don't know how to set this up properly. I'm already ruined the joke. Anyways, the joke is. <laughs> the joke is this. <laughs> uh, how depressed
0: are you? It, well, no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> One
0: eternity later. Hey, Kelly, later. You can if, cut that whole if thing. If this does make the cut, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Put a laugh track in. <laughs> ah, ha, 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 um, What were we talking about? You've got mail. <laughs> You've got mail. Um, so they leave the party. Yep, they leave the party. Um, and The next couple of scenes is basically fall progressing and them avoiding each other.
1: Yeah, and then we're getting the context of corporately what's happening is that Fox Books is opening, and uh, the shop around the corner starts losing its customers. And the shop and Meg Ryan is toxically optimistic. She's like, "It's fine. This doesn't affect us. We're going to be okay," and she doesn't really take it seriously.
0: I think I think that's true in part, but I I do think that there is. There are possibilities of them staying open. Like, yeah. In, in a, it, but it would be like an evolved capacity. Robin kept saying, why doesn't Joe eventually offer to annex the shop and make it an annex of Fox Books that Kathleen, Ken- Kathleen Kelly runs? <laughs> well, he doesn't own that block. It's across, it's across from there. No, no,
1: no. By the store. Well, he'd have to buy the whole building. Cuz the store is just leasing from whatever block it's a part of, you know? Like it's just a storefront. It's not like its own little thing. I'm sure they don't own where they're they're leasing the space think so? from. I don't think so. I think it would just be a long-term lease that they re up every year. Maybe. Cuz, you know, like if she
0: if she owned the whole No, I'm not saying she owned the whole block. What I'm yeah. saying is that maybe she owns maybe that. She owns square that, footage. Yeah.
1: Well, if she did, it would make sense that she'd be like, "Well, I guess I don't need to do anything because I'm going to sell logist- my New York." I'm real not talking estate.
0: about logistically. I'm talking about emotionally here. Sure, sure. You sure. know, like let's say Fox Books buys the whole block because they could. Okay. Okay. Um, but but that let's would sh-
1: definitely be an ending.
0: <laughs> yeah, like where he he keeps her from selling the bookstore and is like, "No, why can't we have both?" Yeah um but i i think it's it's less dramatically satisfying and i think her pride would have kept her from saying yes to that she yeah. would want to stand on her own two feet as robin said yeah exactly
1: yeah. so yeah it's a good fan good fanfic good, yeah good mm-hmm. fan theory um so yeah things are not going super well and so they're kind of nervous or the store is kind of nervous she's like eh, it'll mm-hmm. be okay
0: <laughs> what does what does birdie say no change whatsoever. <laughs> Nothing of the
1: ordinary whatsoever.
0: And then then what happens? I think that the date happens because we get the... the They're still talking back and forth and then... Um, Do you think we should meet... Yeah, NY152 and Shopgirl. Shop Shopgirl.
1: Just Shopgirl. The first username ever created.
0: Shopgirl. Shopgirl. I mean, it's, gosh, don't you want to go back?
1: Yeah. Well, I've been using my same username... And I meet a lot of people in the corporate world. They're like, your email is what? I'm like, it's this. Because <laughs> it's my same email I've used since I was like 12.
0: Have you ever tried to make a new Gmail? Like, because it's really hard.
1: Oh, like a, a personal? Yeah. You've done it several times. I have. <laughs> and it's really, really hard. Yeah. Cause because you've got to catch everybody up.
0: Well, no. It's it's just that most of them are gone.
1: Oh, of like actually finding a username.
0: Yeah, like I tried to do Kelly Macrillis at gmail.com back when I, I was Kelly Macrillis. Yeah. No, it was gone. <laughs> Kelly Macrillis dash one, gone. Two, three, I, four. At that point in time I was like, No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not that.
1: gonna be Kelly McCrillis seventeen. <laughs>
0: But, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to see that they got those. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, the 90s. <laughs> Good job, guys.
1: Uh, so they decide to meet. And so she is going to have Pride and Prejudice with a Rose at a little cafe so that he can pick her out of the crowd. This makes so much more sense than Anna Karenina. Yeah. I mean, and also they've both been reading it together. And this is the one fatal flaw that Joe Fox has. The one truly fatal flaw. He doesn't like Pride and Prejudice. No, I don't think that's it. He, I, he had to, like, down his beard to get through it?
0: No, it, it's it's not it's not that. He's reading it, and he puts it down, and then he can't help but keep reading. No, I saw it as a, ugh, I can't not read it. No, no, because that the line that she says is,
2: I'm always in agony over whether Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy are really going to get together. Ugh, read it. I know you'll love it.
1: Because my read of it is when, I'm sorry, I, I I don't want to bring up bad blood, but when I was reading Name of the Wind, uh-huh. I had to finish Name of the Wind. I wasn't liking it, but I was like, I'm not going to stop, I'm not going to quit on this book. If I'm going to read it, I'm going to read it all the way through. And that's what it seemed like to me, where he's like, I'm not going to be that guy where I'm not even going to finish the book no, if no, I don't no. like
0: it. No, he, he can't help but read it. We're, 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 well, I mean... You're, we, yeah, okay. Like... Well, I like your optimism. I I just I think it's in the text yeah. personally. Yeah. But and and every time he insults the book, he's only doing it because he knows it's her favorite book, right? And he's pretending not to know about Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: so he goes to that cafe and he has Dave Chappelle like scope out the situation, yeah. just like in the shop around
0: the corner. She could be a real dog, yeah.
1: Um, and he finally Dave Chappelle sees her and he's like, oh oh, she's very pretty, um, kind of mm-hmm. like that Kathleen Kelly. <laughs> Kathy <laughs> Kelly from the Shop Around the Corner. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. And then he decides not to go in, but he does. Mm-hmm. Just it's beat for beat, just like Shopper Around the Corner. He can't
1: help himself. He goes in, and he can't help but keep doing the annoying thing and bug her, basically.
0: I love the lighting in this scene. It's mm-hmm. so warm. Yeah. You're right. He he goes in and bugs her, but the the thing that I think brings ascends this scene to a new level compared to the Jimmy Stewart version mm-hmm. is just that when when kathleen kelly is god damn it when no it is kathleen kelly
1: yeah you got it right the first time just think who are you that's her last name yeah
2: you with your theme park multi level homogenize the world mochaccino land you've deluded yourself into thinking that you're some sort of benefactor bringing books to the masses but no one will ever remember you joe fox and maybe no one will remember me either but plenty of people remember my mother and they think she was fine, and they think her store was something special. You are nothing but a suit. That's my cue.
0: When she's mean to him, she feels it. She hurts, mm-hmm. right? And we get that afterwards that she hurts. The uh, Clara Novak is just like, yep, I put him in his place. And Jimmy Stewart's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. There's just something so much more human about this. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Very well directed. That's what you get when you get Oscar nominees yeah, doing your rom-com, mm-hmm. a, a genre that's usually treated as rather flimsy. But when
0: uh, Oscar nominees are in there, it feels... Has Nora Ephron not won an Oscar? I know this has become that episode but
1: nominated best writing for sleepless in seattle best writing for when harry met sally and best writing
0: silkwood but wait
1: not for this film
0: no weird yeah is it was it just too comedic (laughs) Uh,
1: she got she got some razzies (laughs) for what for bewitched oh okay that's fair yeah so he goes in there and he just bugs her and she's like go away but they keep they keep bantering with each other and Meg Ryan finally cuts him down and Mm -hmm. she's been meaning to cut him down but she never found the words and she finally found the words like ah I cut you down he's like okay there's my cue
0: yeah and when he leaves he is sad and she is sad and they don't talk for a little while
1: yeah and there was there's something from Erin Carlson's book I'll have what she's having which is about the Nora Ephron's mm-hmm. triptych here of culminating this movie and it wasn't Nora Ephron who gave Tom Hanks this note so it's like uh, not okay most of the time but Tom Hanks was like talking to someone about this scene he's like I don't know why he would talk to her
0: mm-hmm. like
1: this and this the person who was working on the movie is like you Joe wants her to figure it out. Yeah. Joe wants her to like figure out who he really
0: is. Which is why when he goes and sees her and brings her flowers when she's sick, and this is after her and Greg Kinnear break up. Yeah. He says one of the things that's in the letters. He's like, and you're going to torture yourself. Oh. Right. And so he does, he wants to get caught.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of that in the shop around the corner. I think, I think that's the one thing this movie maybe could have done a little better is like, be more intent about showing us that because it's,
0: it's really buried in the subtext. Uh, but I think that's okay with this one because of how stretched out it is. Yeah. Like, you know, he's laying clues slowly but surely rather than in that one it wraps up in 20 minutes and it's just like, I I, 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 I don't know. Jimmy Stewart's just like, I, I <laughs> am that guy kind of. Yeah.
1: So uh Meg Ryan realizes she got stood up and She's sad, and she it's, sad. it's very sad. And Tom Hanks has a very good scene of trying to write his excuse, mm-hmm. and that's when we get the... The leading. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Fox Books is really taking a number out on the shop around the corner, and Meg Ryan is not sure what to do, so she goes to her pen pal to ask for advice, mm-hmm. um, because Tom Hanks, the pen pal, has been like, sorry I stood you up, let's stay friends. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, Tom Hanks has to give the... You know, it's not personal, it's business, you know, lesson. And she tries to take the, I'm going to be tough businessman, godfather, you know,
0: person. I'm going to go to the. But yeah, that all happens before this. I thought. I no, think no.
1: this is all ha- kind of happening in tandem. No,
0: because remember, she she goes to the mattresses, and then he sees her on TV and insult him, and it's right after that that, the, um, oh. that they have their date. <laughs> that had already happened. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> but regardless, like she went to the mattresses. It didn't work. Right. and so Things she, are falling apart. She has to fold the shop. Yep.
1: Um, and she finds out that Birdie, her like... I don't know who she is. Like, is
0: that her aunt or something like, well, it's, it's her like mother figure after yeah, her mom died it's, her, is one of her mom's friends.
1: Yeah. We realize that she's financially independent and wealthy because she was once engaged to a man who ran Spain <laughs>
0: and she gets mm-hmm. into
1: a fight with Greg Kinnear or Meg Ryan gets into a fight of, with Greg Kinnear about what that means.
0: Yeah. It's, it's one of it's those a weird fight. <laughs> it's one of those weird couple fights where if you're trying to say something and a, a person isn't like hearing you on the level that you're wanting to be heard on. They're just making their own opinions about it. It's yeah. just like, shut up. <laughs> and Greg Kinnear can't shut up and it blows up and they decide to break up basically. It's
1: a weird thing to prompt a breakup.
0: It is. But I feel like that's, that's what does it sometimes yeah. is like, I can't with this person, even yeah. though it's so simple. Yeah. Yeah and it's funny cuz when they are breaking up it's very amicable it's just like when she, when she breaks up with um Bill Pullman oh yeah in sleepless it's you know them just both realizing they don't want to be together but they're both like they're both wearing very similar color sweaters they <laughs> they look like the same people which is yeah. maybe why they shouldn't be together anyway
1: yeah this avoids the trope but you have a lot of movies that follow the hero's journey of there's a hero that wants to achieve something great, but then they get kept getting knocked down a peg over and over and over until they finally triumph when they forgive themselves. And this movie does that without even. Showing us that because she loses her story, she loses her boyfriend, but it never feels like we're dumping on her. It kind of feels like she's just going into this lower and lower place, but it doesn't feel like the movie's punishing her.
0: No, it really does feel like, and I think that's because there are scenes with Birdie where Birdie's like, you know, this is a new adventure, you're doing something brave here. We get to see her changing for the better in the middle of the movie rather than at the end, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that essentially it just doesn't happen very often in these, in these movies, maybe because they're not so long. Generally they're not two hours long. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, in this one, it is nice to see her. She, it's not nice to see her lose her shop, um, (laughs) but she loses her shop. She breaks up with her boyfriend and one of those is good for her. Mm Hmm. And one of them hurts. Yeah. Right. And so I think essentially that gives us a character who's kind of on neutral ground going forward.
1: Yeah. And so we see the bookstore is completely empty. She and sees her mom dance, which is such a sad scene. Yeah. And I'm not going to say I just went through this, but I went through a version of this because my grandma passed away um, this year and we had been going to her house when it was my grandparents' house. Since before I was born. Mm-hmm. And luckily the house is actually staying in the family. So we're very lucky, but it's not going to be grandma's house anymore. It's going to be my cousin's house. And that's weird on its own, but it's my ancestral home. And I kind of lost that this year because yeah. it's, you know, it's the changed. person in that yeah, yeah place. And I really felt it for Meg Ryan this time. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is your home. That you're losing. This is your mom that you're losing well, all over it's, again.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's the connection to people that like a place represents. Yeah. Right? And I mean, Robin started crying at this moment because she lost her mom earlier this year. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just such an emotional scene because it, I think losing place and losing people are two things every single one of us is familiar with. Mm-hmm. And so it is just an extremely universally sad scene. Yeah. To totally. say nothing of the music for that scene. Yeah. When she takes the bell mm. and walks down the sidewalk and it's just this lonely bell. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Dingling. Ding. Yeah, she seems like, Ding-a-ling. Like, like a storefront Santa who has been fired.
1: Dingling. <laughs> um and then we see Tom Hanks breaks up with his girlfriend. Yeah. Because it,
0: they get stuck on an elevator. <laughs> I okay, I had this, I mean, with the person you'd expect. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> I had this moment, like I had. 20 of these moments but uh, the one i remember was very similar to yeah. this where it's like you are so different than the person i want to be with
1: yeah um because they're all going around in the elevator of if i ever get out of here i'm
0: gonna marry marie yeah it's the right thing to do they're all talking about personal things that matter to the heart
1: yeah and what does she say she's like if i ever she get, get out her here, own eyes gonna... lasered <laughs> my eyes lasered <laughs>
0: and then she's so annoying like tom hanks is willing to let that slide for a second but then he's about to say what he is gonna do and then she just freaks out about her nails yeah and it's like you're the worst parker posey <laughs>
1: yeah you're very cute though
0: <laughs> yeah she's cute i guess can't help myself um uh, i can't help myself <laughs> but he just i like that it just cuts to him leaving the apartment yeah and going to the living boat. on his boat and we see
1: him with his dad. And it's one of those things where it's like, his dad's not pure evil. They have a nice relationship. But we also get, by contrast, who Tom Hanks is and who Dabney Coleman is.
0: Mm-hmm. He's that guy that if you were related to him and he wasn't mean to you, you're like, yeah, I could be your friend. I'll deal with you. Yeah. Yeah. But but he's like the guy, yeah, I'll play backgammon with you. And, and you're rich. Sure. So that makes this easier. Sure. <laughs> but besides that, he's like kind of a nothing burger. Yeah, Totally. Um, and so
1: the shop is closed. Joe Fox has won this battle that he never wanted to wage in the first place. He right. just kind of accidentally fell into this battle. Yeah. And so he, how does he hear about where she even lives? How does he know where she lives? He goes He's and visits her. He's Joe Fox.
0: He's rich. He could figure out anything. He goes and visits her. He owns a bookstore, Ryan. There are so many directories. That's in true. In that bookstore.
1: So many phone books.
0: <laughs> but he goes and visits her. She's sick. And he brings flowers. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're daisies, the friendliest flowers. This whole scene is iconic.
2: When I saw you at the coffee place, I was waiting for him. And I was... Charming. I was not charming. (laughs) You you look charming. Tea? Yes. I was was upset and horrible. Honey? Yes.
0: I was the horrible one. The whole aesthetic of Nora Ephron's interiors are just in this scene
1: I, I i think this is the best thing to bring up is nora Ephron's interiors are extremely distinct from nancy myers interiors yes nancy myers interiors are aspirational They're for some people well for its target audience <laughs> that what they it are is, it is aspirational it doesn't make sense it makes no logical sense they yeah. live in places that you want to live in Target audience, not you specifically, Kelly. You. I know you don't want to live there. No, I
0: need I need this acknowledged. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um, but it's perfectly manicured and curated. Whereas Nora Ephron's interiors are not aspirational. It's like Meg Ryan lives in this apartment that she's made beautiful all on her own. Right. Not only beautiful, but like lived in. Yeah.
0: There's there's quilted pillows that look like they weren't all purchased yeah. in the same place yeah right? there's
1: they, there's, fo- there's photos and frames
0: that don't match yeah all the ones next to her next to her bedside yeah are of her mom yeah you know <sighs> it's good <laughs> it's beautiful it's good you so know, oh no I, you, know, you know the I, scene where she goes into fox books and is looking around oh yeah there is a book in the forefront that just the title is "Are You Your Mother"?
1: Yeah, Sarah. Sarah nailed that, lasered in that. Uh-huh. She's like, "That's
0: perfect. It's yeah. brilliant." Mm-hmm. And it's like when they're like having hot dogs or whatever later. Um, there's also a sign underneath them that just says, "We're talking." Uh- <laughs> a lot of good details in this movie.
1: So he he brings her daisies, and Meg Ryan's like, "Why are you here?" And he's like, "I wanted to be your friend." Mm-hmm. Oh, the reason he goes over there is that the dad kind of prompts him of like the whether they're talking about he's like oh yeah
0: he's like uh, he's like uh, it's going to be impossible to find that one person that you you know can find joy with and the dad's like why would you ever want to do that who would you ever find that's like that <laughs> and tom Hanks and, is like i do know like, who that yeah!
3: is <laughs> stevie
0: wonder yeah uh
1: that can we just say what a romantic notion that is of like okay she totally hates me and who can blame her but i'm going to do whatever i can to like redeem myself in her her. eyes oh man it's great so amazing
0: it's like a inspirational story where you realized that you wanted to be a long distance runner right after you lost one of your legs and you're like you know what i'm gonna do the hard work of like figuring it out anyway (laughs) because he has a supreme handicap when it comes to like not only being her friend but falling in love with her yeah which is, I destroyed your life a little bit. Yeah.
1: So they get to a bit of a detente uh, at her house. And later on, he sees her at a Starbucks because she loves her corporate coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they talk at the coffee shop. And this is where their banter right here. M- like, I was like, oh, my God, it's me and Sarah. Like, that was totally us in college. Like, it just it was like looking in a mirror the way that they their chemistry was it just felt one to one for me, mm-hmm. for for me and Sarah. And this is when Sarah like kind of became a little like sand creature, just kind of like rolled into me, and just like we st- wait, hold on, what you know, like a, a sand little, creature, yeah, like a little sand creature thing that kind of like nuzzles up, like against from Star you. Wars, yeah, like a little, um,
0: you know, no, those like are cuddling, like
1: a worm and Doom, they want to like cuddle no, those up are with very you. Big. okay, maybe not hold a sand on, monster.
0: <laughs> Here, let's let's find a better thing. What is Sarah like? She's like that little puppy that wants to kind of snuggle like, like up like a Harry Nilsson puppy, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And
1: this this scene is when she got real cuddly with me, and it just you know that cuddle where you're just like completely entwined with that another this, person. It's like this you're not reminds going me of us. Cuddle,
0: yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good. Oh
1: yeah, and so she was feeling it too. Yeah. And so they they slowly build this friendship up, and I have always had the sense memory that this this part takes like forty seven minutes, but it's really like eight minutes. Of them. Oh, yeah. It's really short. Coffee. They get hot dogs. They're hanging out. They go to a farmer's market.
0: They are walking One around. One of the most romantic dates you can do with somebody. I own a boat. He owns a boat. <laughs> Guess
1: I, I don't never like never Joni Mitchell.
0: You know what? I bet he does like Joni Mitchell. He's just putting on airs. He's
1: totally put that. That's where I'm like, he knows how much she loves Joni Mitchell.
0: And yeah. he's just throwing that out. Because we well, know it's the that he knows. Same thing with Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. 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 We know that he knows. It's funny because, like, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, Joe Fox is manipulating her because he knows this thing. And I'm like,
1: yeah, I I can understand the argument that me he, too. Has, he has an advantage, but he's not using it for evil.
0: Exactly. I, I think if he was manipulating her in a in a nefarious way. If he was trying
1: to sleep with her, sure. which
0: technically he is. <laughs> yeah. But in the not not in a like he he's what he no he's he's trying to marry her yeah <laughs> is what he wants to do and he I think this is much better than what uh, Jimmy Stewart does in Shop Around the Corner where he's just like messing with her horribly yeah. and this one like Tom Hanks is like having silly conversations about who this person could be. Yeah, I, I just think it comes off a
1: little bit more vanilla sweet. It it does. Yeah. Um and they I like how they talk and she's like she's gonna meet him, she's gonna see him soon. And he's like, He's fat, he's a fatty. Yeah.
0: It's a like, it's a good nod. Good to nod the, to shop around yeah. the
1: corners dialogue. Um and so they're walking around and it's like she's gonna see him later that day. Um Yeah. And, and then it gets real. So Tom Hanks is like, What if it was me? Or what if it could have been me? It could have been me. The same thing that Margaret Sullivan does in Shop Around the Corner, but this feels so much better. Mm -hmm. Because Margaret Sullivan's like, I had a crush on you forever ago, but not
0: anymore. Well, it feels a little bit more like later on when Jimmy Stewart's like, what if it was me showing up at your door? Right. What would you think? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, and Meg Ryan's like... Whew, I
0: do not know what to do with this. Meg Ryan's acting here is so superb. Like there are so many great moments of her acting here, but when when he like lays on her that he has thought about marrying her and what that would be like. Yeah. She like he he touches her and then she like puts her hand there almost like reflexively defensive, but then like feels her heart fluttering yeah. and then like is flustered at the same time. She just absolutely does not know what to do with that. Yep. And, and she doesn't have time for it.
1: Yep. And so she goes to the park where she's going to meet him and who does she see first? But Barkley. And then we see Tom Hanks and he's like And he's like, "Barkley!" <laughs> and he gives her the look of like,
0: "Well, it's me. Yeah, you're stuck with me. What can I say?" Well, and it's funny because like at that point, I was really thinking about this this time he could show up and in his mind, he's got a he's got a hope that she doesn't just like run away or slap him yeah he's gotta he's gotta really think this is what she wants yeah hope at least oh man and they kiss and she says i was hoping it was you
1: yeah and this is when sarah was like putting a death squeeze in our cuddle she's like "Mm." i'm like (laughs) i like it too and i love you (laughs) like it's only probably off you know the five fingers of my hand could i name a movie a rom-com that Really brings you and your date truly closer together. Like you're just in it and you're just experiencing the love, and you're like, yes, yeah.
0: I mean, and even even throwing out the date of it because I could watch this movie by myself oh, and yeah. just be happy. But it's it is a true happy ending.
1: Happy ending with uh, over the rainbow from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, is that a nod to Frank Morgan who plays the Wizard of Oz? And he is in the shop around the corner. Is it that what it could why they picked be? That's I mean, that interesting. That
0: is a really good read. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but a romantic comedy that makes you and your date feel closer together, man, mission accomplished. And that is the magic of movies, ladies and gentlemen.
0: So you talked about Nancy Meyer's interiors being aspirational. Mm-hmm. I think it's these kind of things that I like in movies that are aspirational. Yeah. Not like, the, like a physical perfection, but a love story that triumphs and it's it's that kind of perfection that you look for yeah it's not it's not the most real because there are also things that you have to deal with in relationships that this like these movies can't get into yeah but like providing a template for which to aspire to i think is kind of a beautiful thing It's that's the reason why you and i like these movies
1: yeah and most of the time rom coms are flimsy and mm-hmm. they are kind of disposable, but in a junk food kind of way, m- right. why we like them. But I think the rom com in a movie like this This is probably going up with the Hall of Famers of Notting Hill yep. and Men yeah. Sleepless. And when Harry Met Sally of the movies that prove why the genre is essential to the movies, because you take a horror movie and there's something so perfectly cathartic about a horror movie and that's why we have horror movies Mm -hmm. that makes us feel terror and there's there's nothing like it there's just nothing like it uh you go to action movies and you get a jolt and that's what action movies do to you you go to a comedy and you laugh here you go to a romantic comedy and you feel love and you feel the desire to go love others and That's what this world needs.
0: (laughs) That's true. Are you saying what this world needs now is love, sweet
1: love? I wouldn't put it in such terms. Okay. But I'm just so glad that we got to talk about this movie and rewatch it. And have it. Maybe it's that tonic you need while you're around your family.
0: (laughs) Ryan and I have watched this movie together four times now. Mm. And it just makes me feel closer to you. Yeah. It makes me feel closer to the rest of the world.
1: It's fun watching movies, knowing the parts you would laugh at. Yeah, I'm like, I know totally. he would get a kick yeah. out of that part.
0: Like I saw it. You were actually posting about the movie while we were watching it, mm. and so I was like, "Oh, I know what part Ryan's on." Yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, obviously, we both think this is a five. Like, there's five no out doubt. of a five. Yeah. Let's uh, throw it on over to Trip Talk, huh? Hmm? Trip
1: Talk. And we're back with trope talk it's like because we're talking about letters
0: (laughs) that's right ryan we are talking about letters today (laughs) we would write to you about this but you wouldn't be able to hear it (laughs) because it's radio baby (laughs) um i mean besides last week's movie where we had actual letters and this week's movie where we have emails what's another example of this in the genre
1: Well, I was thinking more about society and if we still read what we write. And unfortunately, we do, but it feels a lot more toxic in the age of the Twitter meltdown.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's not direct communication so often as it is... um...
1: It would be interesting if they just tweeted at each
0: other. (laughs) Oh, God, do I not want to see that movie. I know, that'd be terrible. (laughs) But... um... Like I, I've written a TV show where like the the main conceit is um, like pen pal letters. Mm-hmm. And as I was writing it last time, I was like, what is what does this give the audience that they're not getting from like watching people on screen? Right. Yeah. And I think it's it's just another way to do narration that isn't so godly, mm-hmm. like not so objective. It it's like a personal narration that feels less like this person's already survived whatever they're experiencing, and more that they're living amidst it. And so it feels a little bit more of the now, even though it's a letter that's been written and read.
1: Yeah, and it's just more thoughtful right off the gate. Yeah, the, right mm-hmm. off the gate, uh, because when you're talking to someone, you're interjecting, you're splicing things in with your your thoughts. But mm-hmm. when you're writing, you write a paragraph and you go, "Well, do I really believe that?" And you think about it and you're like, "Oh." Maybe maybe he's not the most worst person in the world. Right. And you can do the deleting.
0: <laughs> and you do the... But at the same time, it's still a dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just one where you can choose to be a specific level of thoughtful, as you were saying. And honestly, my favorite relationships, I think, have started off with some semblance of, you know, whether it be myspace or facebook or real letters or texting Mm -hmm. like there is a there is a way that i am able to be myself via writing that i am not in person at times
1: there's something kind of great about texting the person as opposed to talking to them on the phone because like when sarah and i before we even started dating would just text a lot and I always looked forward to getting a text from her and when we started dating, <laughs> this sounds silly, but the phone calls weren't as exciting as like that text you got while you were at work and just having someone say, I was thinking about you.
0: I do think that, I think the phone can be exciting for a like short modicum of time, but yeah. since nonverbal communication is such a big part of talking, it's yeah, it just lacks some luster. Yeah. It's mundane.
1: But what this movie creates is these characters can be very, very thoughtful with each other because we see them have lots of good banter with each other and their chemistry is dynamite, but we don't get that thoughtfulness in their conversations.
0: And there's there's something that you can, you can do in writing that you can't quite accomplish in dialogue. Like when Nora Ephron writes the dialogue of this movie, she is writing something that people who are Yes, very eloquent, but she's still writing something that pe- people can say. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're writing, you are able to explain something in a like a more romantic or more abstract terms than would feel natural saying. And that gives us as, as audience members like the ability to see more insight into how somebody feels on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I like it. I like it as a device. Yeah. It's...
1: You know, if you look at the other Nora Ephron stories that she tells, When Harry Met Sally, um, Sleepless in Seattle, you have the radio in Sleepless mm, in Seattle mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks gets to be eloquent.
0: And he's kind of expressing himself as as w- he would to a journal almost.
1: Yeah, because yeah. it's very much his monologuing. And that's what Meg Ryan hears is that, yeah. you know, thinking out loudness.
0: And she does send a letter to him. Hmm. Mm-hmm. and and, <laughs> and it honestly it's what's in that letter that he connects to even though he like throws away the idea of it because they talk about the mets and yeah or, or the cubs or so, somebody yeah
1: yeah and when harry met sally it's it's not as thoughtful it's more uh, observant
0: they're just like commenting a lot on their the, the lives diff, their the, contemporary yeah. lives that yeah. they
1: lead mm-hmm. um so that's letters Give it a try sometime Yeah,
0: got. write a letter It actually I've written a lot of um, Postcards of late Because I just found a stack When I was cleaning out my desk mm-hmm. And so I've been sending Postcards to people I always enjoy Feels Getting good.
1: postcards from you,
0: you uh, I'll make sure to send one Keeps, Keep sending me
1: You sent postcards When you were on your honeymoon Oh I did, didn't yeah. I? Yeah That was lovely
0: Oh, well, You're welcome That's so weird Now you have a kid I know She's taking her first steps Into a larger world. (laughs) Is that Star Wars?
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, take the steps down to Patreon, actually. more Girls is happening, I promise.
0: And I'm writing an article this week on the magic of music when it comes to falling in love. Oh. Ryan and I have been working on a film of late, and I've been obsessed with what my movie sounds like. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm writing a little bit about that.
1: Is it is it truly literally magic?
0: No. Oh. oh I mean I mean, you know, it depends on your philosophy. I sure. guess. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: you never know. Sure. Throw some magic music in there. Uh and the poll. No, it's November poll, so it's Matthew McConaughey. Hey, 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 hey. All right, all right, all right time. And next week we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. The poll's over. Yeah. Who won? How to lose a guy in ten days. I wanna I I wanna say
0: it's like gonna be the most prototypical rom com
1: it's exactly what everyone
0: always thought rom-coms were. Yeah, like both the good and the bad. Whereas, yeah. whereas like today's movie, You've Got Mail, it's like the top rom-com. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in the top 10 no matter who you are. It's just that good. But this movie, whether you love it or you hate it, it's very rom-com-y.
1: My hypothesis is if rom-coms are meals, tonight's meal was the perfect gourmet experience where you had... The appetizers, the cocktails, the bottle of wine that was paired perfectly with your fish or your steak and the mashed potatoes and the uh-huh. and all that stuff. The
0: next week is Red Robin.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like maybe like it's been a really long time. Maybe I'll like it, but like maybe it's like you got the the burger with the right
0: amount of barbecue sauce on that Red Robin. It's like no, it's not bad. No, no, <laughs> it's it. The thing about Red Robin is it's not bad. It's it's. I don't want it every day, uh-huh. but it's better than mcdonald's
1: and it's better than cooking for yourself it's better than having well,
0: like tuna fish and you know well ryan you're not a cook so let's you know yeah yeah sorry <laughs> that's okay you you make me other things like coffee
1: yeah I, I make and a... mad
0: at parties <laughs> no actually one. ryan and i party together really well <laughs> yeah we're really good at partying. <laughs> um uh, so yeah so matthew
1: yeah. mcconaughey time um now now I'll give out my uh, my golden sword. Of Wonderful. She
3: a blessing from the Lord.
0: God be praised. The
1: golden sword. It's a perfect
0: movie. Like I can give my golden sword to like literally anyone on the street in this movie. There's things we haven't even talked about. There's so much to this movie. So many like granular moments. Like we didn't talk about Greg Kinnear talking to that weird interview lady where he's like Uh, flirting with her the whole time. There's there's just so much. (laughs) They they really you
1: know avoided the cliche by not having Greg Kinnear end up with Parker Posey because you figured that's what was going to happen when they first met the two bad people. That's what you do at the Red Robin rom-com.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, ah, they don't belong with our main characters because they belong with each other. Yeah.
1: Wouldn't
0: it be weird? Then you'd have to, like, hang out with those people, probably. Yeah. I don't want to do that. No.
1: Oh, oh, oh. My Golden Sword is going to the house that they have the posh party at where they figure out who each other are. uh I really just want that apartment. With oh, all yeah, that's those a good bookcases. One. Yeah. I want to be that cool. You know, there's a lot of built in, ins. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love a good built in shelf.
0: You know, that's why I was thinking right that's there. not a built in, Ryan. Um, I built it. It's in a <laughs> and wall. And it's in your house. That's true. No, <laughs> it's very specifically not in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's hanging off of it, <laughs> it's sticking out from it. Um, but good job. I am just honestly so impressed that all of those Blu rays and DVDs do not crush those shelves.
1: That's What Sarah says, she, she
0: thinks I'm going to be crushed by them. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that, that would be the way you'd want to go, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> bury my ashes under the covers of Blu rays. Yeah, that's a good one. It's uh, have you seen um, what was the one with Melissa McCarthy where she played a writer who was um, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Can You Ever Forgive Me? Have you Richard seen Virginia e. Grant? Yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way about those interiors oh, as yeah, that apartment, yeah, totally. Yeah, so. Uh, Golden sword. I think I'm going to give the golden sword to the costuming of mm. Meg Ryan. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I, I think the costuming in this whole movie is great, but I think specifically her costumes deserve an award of some kind because in Sleepless in Seattle we know who Meg Ryan is, right? Mm-hmm. She's 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 her own character and she has her own style, but. There's something about this that feels iconic. Like yeah. hard and fast iconic. Whether it's the long white collar that she's wearing over her black vest yeah. or it's her series of cardigans that she starts wearing towards the end of the movie. She's a mascot for Loving Fall. She is. Very much, but like her spring collection is great too. Yeah. 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 I'm, she's It's it's cute as a button, but it's more iconic than that mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to demean it by just calling it cute sure yeah so it, it feels like i'm watching nora efron like be on screen through her style wise yeah
1: yeah there's meg ryan gives us the uh the barometer of you know the day in all of our movies <laughs> that's true right uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: so the horn yeah <laughs> a horn that's so forlorn wait what is that in the distance is that a horn <laughs> or is it a rom-com
3: <laughs> you had me go
1: in
0: there for a
1: second um just best picture yeah best picture
0: I'm giving this best
1: picture as well best picture it's best picture
0: simple.
1: all right it's let's... just the best <laughs> we don't need to say anything more let's no. move on <laughs>
0: Okay, sounds great. Who'd you fall in love with? Are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you might be more than just good friends? The truth of it is I've loved you from the first second I met you.
3: But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. You have bewitched me, body and soul. And I love,
0: I love, I love you. I know. I know. This one's easy for me. Like you could go for a Steve Zahn, but he's not much of a character. He's just a, he's just, he's, he doesn't do a lot, but you know exactly who he is. And that's what makes a good character actor. I feel. Yeah. Um, Yeah, totally. Yeah. I got to go with Kathleen Kelly. Mm. I don't know who else you would fall in love with that quickly in this movie. Sure. She's a fighter, but she's sweet. I love her style, her apartment, her, her love of like children's literature—that mm-hmm. alone just yeah. basically gets me. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Okay. Go with me on this one.
0: Oh no! It's <laughs> gonna be Parker Posey. It's gonna be Parker. Posey. It's Parker Posey. Oh <laughs> my god!
1: How? Just you, take the first scene when we meet her, and she's like, "Hurry, hurry, hurry!" To trying to get the espresso, and she tells joe fox that they have to go to some fancy dinner and, and she
0: hug humps him Joe's like, like a tiny dog i don't want
1: to go and she's like oh oh <laughs> and she, there's something very like cool about her <laughs> 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 I,
0: yeah okay i'm going with you
1: there are some qualities that need working on <laughs> yeah but i feel like maybe we would get along almost too well or maybe she would be too much of who i am because i feel like i can be a lot like her sometimes where i i don't have the ability to read the room and she suffers a lot from the inability to read the room because she always says some things that shouldn't be said at that time or is not being more conscientious but i feel like she's capable of being more conscientious. I, and I'm going to take no, a chance.
0: Yeah, there's nothing like falling in love with someone that you want to change. I get it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I I see the good in her. Okay. that's. You know what?
0: <laughs> I'm here for for you guys. And I'll be here for when you need to come cry to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know. But she is cute. I'm not saying it's going to work out. I'm just saying I'm going to fall in love to with her. To quote
0: another Nora Ephron penned film, she's it's,
1: cute. It's cute uh that's you've got mail everybody and next week we've got how to lose a guy in 10 days which brings us to
0: the big news
1: our special announcement do you want to say it, or do you want me to say it
0: i'll say it okay i'll be the bearer of bad news You're i feel wearing like a I...
1: bear shirt right now you look
0: like uh, that kid from the wonder years that's why i got this that's perfect yeah um okay sit down if i'm sitting if well no like Unless your job requires you to stand up right now and that's when you're listening to this, sit Mm, down. Okay. So Ryan and I are going to take a little bit of a break. Mm -hmm. Not from each other. It's not a break. (laughs) It's not a break. (laughs) But we are working on a film project Mm -hmm. and we need a couple of months to dedicate some time to making sure that that turns out well. Because yeah. otherwise all the people that we've made fun of for not making good <laughs> movies on this podcast have reason to come kill us. Yeah. And we can't. We have to like we have to make a good movie.
1: Yeah. So basically we're move we've been working on this movie for a little bit now, but we're moving into the next phase, which is a lot more serious phase because we're really starting to get into the meat and potatoes not a phase, of what it takes to make this movie. So the show will be taking a little break while we are working on this movie.
0: Right. And so we, our last episode that will go up before the break will be January 1st for mm-hmm. our second annual, not quite a rom-com, mm-hmm. I believe. And our,
1: um, uh, our bro, well, that's it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, and so but it's also not quite a rom com.
0: We will be coming back, but um, and we will have some random episodes dropping, like we are doing um, the romantic comedy on Valentine's Day. We wouldn't leave you guys alone for that. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing the rom com Oscars. Yeah, um, and we will have a. We'll be pretty active on Instagram still, so we'll still be posting about things. And and you know we will be back. We just have to kind of like figure out what we dig have our,
1: dig our teeth into what this film is
0: we have to make sure that we have like that under our belts so that we can come back and like actually dedicate real time to this mm-hmm. um hopefully it won't be too long um but yeah we'll we'll keep everybody updated on what that seems to be mm-hmm. yeah uh
1: that also means we're putting a pause on the patreon so thank you to all our patrons for keeping us up um keeping us going but wouldn't be fair to keep charging you money while we're not doing anything.
0: However, patrons will still have access to the Patreon. Um, Like, No new people will be able to sign up after uh, January 1st. Mm -hmm. Um, However, so if you do want to sign up for Patreon, you can go ahead and sign up for the next month, Mm -hmm. and uh, you'll have all that content, uh, all that sweet, juicy content. But um, yeah, after that, we're going to put it on pause until we come back.
1: Yeah. And maybe Kelly and I will just fight and realize we don't want to make movie and we'll come back. But we'll, we'll always hey, come back. Hey, <laughs> that
0: is not the idealistic way to look at that. <laughs> no, um, but we will be back. For sure. We'll be back because we love you guys. Mm-hmm. And I love you. I love you too. But we will be doing a movie. This is coming out on t um, on Thanksgiving. That's when you're mm-hmm. listening to this, obviously, because you would not wait past the, the day it comes out. Yeah. Um, and then we're... Skipping the next Sunday, but then there will be four more movies mm-hmm. that come out after that. Four or five. Four or five more movies that come out after that. Yeah. So we still have a good block for you guys to get used to being sad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So don't cry for me, Alabama. Oh, good twist. That's a quote from Miss Congeniality.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Was that is that a uh, William Shatner? Okay, good. All right, Rye. Well, I love you. And if I put you out of business... I would still bring you flowers when you were sad.
1: Mm, I love you so much that I would get you not one, not two, but three bouquets of sharpened number two pencils. I was hoping for boats. Okay, boats. Hold on.
0: (laughs) Wait, just as an an afterword, the boats. Why are there? We only get to see the two. I want to see the one. what a tease was was it the second and the third yeah we get the second and the third it's out to sea which boat would you want
1: that's why we don't see grandpa ever again he's out he's he's, out he's
0: out to sea i want tom hanks's boat (laughs) me too i want tom hanks's boat it's humble i I thought you'd be going for the middle boat no that's what sarah thought. too much to handle too hard (laughs) to handle now and this is where we will say goodbye Ryan and Kelly must bid you adieu. Thank you for
3: listening to our review. Rate and
0: subscribe. We'll even take a bribe. See you next week on The Gentleman's Guide. To rom-coms.
1: Is there a show? Consider this. That sounds like a
0: podcast. Right? NPR, do you have a show called Consider This? They've got to have a show called Consider I'm This. Sure, they've got a show called. And it's it. just where somebody brings up a topic. And have like, you
1: ever thought about the Catholic Church? It's today? like a nicer
0: version of <laughs> Grind My Gears.
1: I want you to consider
3: this.